Welcome to the Three Points of Articulation podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Wills, as per normal, joined by a man who looks like he wouldn't want to be interviewed by Sal. Dan Bassett, you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm more than okay. Um, yeah, no, good form. Can't complain. Back off the bench for our wonderful guest today, um, someone who runs a company that sends things to people. So, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Mike, Mike Canick from uh, Mike... I'm pronouncing that right. Canic. You get this all the time. Canic is great. It's yeah, so it's it's uh pronounced Canic. Um so people have started calling me Canick because Matt um just fucked up my name once and just rolled with it. I, I, um, I get called Willis on there, if that helps. I get Willis. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I bet you but thought my name I was just, Willis, didn't you? I bet you thought it was Willis. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I get the guy um, who did my voice. Yeah. And yeah. now it was my voice. <laughs> um, but but <laughs> is the um the merch guy for the major pod. He deals mainly with big rubber guys and the major bendies, which we'll be covering, as well as all the other merch that you see, cool merch such as Matt Cardona's recent crown that he's been he's been selling in, and such cool merch like that. So we'll we'll get into that when we um. Well, I have we, questions. Well, Mike. I have yeah. questions. Well, <laughs> I, I, we're gonna do this popper. We're gonna do this popper. <laughs> If I'm going to be in the UK right now and it's eight o'clock, we're going to open up with a pint, but we're going to do it with a major IPA that I also helped make, and I'm on the can because I stuck myself in there. So that's not that's that's sure. it's a Mike it's a Mike Canic can. It's a Mike Canic can exactly. Um, Actually, uh, I won't say which wrestler, but at Impact Wrestling, I was backstage and someone said to Brian. And me, uh, if you were my friend, you would be my canic. And I just, it, it's so goofy, but it was hilarious to me at the time. <laughs> um, so the major, the major beers that you do, you guys did the IPAs. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm literally about half a mile away from St. Austell Brewery, which is probably one of the bigger breweries in the UK. So mm-hmm. we get luxuries of trying all these, like there's one that we had called Doom Bar. Which you probably wouldn't have heard of, but it's honestly the nicest, well, nicest ale they do. Um, and living half a mile away from it, you think it'd be cheaper, but it turns out it's like three times more expensive here than it's everywhere else. <laughs> which is crazy. But you guys did an event, didn't you, to sell to sell the beer, which um, is awesome. Yeah. In- innovative, I guess, is the term you'd use. Yeah. So we, um, I mean, I guess in all honesty, I, I like to call myself a highly functioning alcoholic. Um, I can drink all day and I can uh, work all day at the same time. Uh, but um, yeah, I, w- I went to the brewery with my um, roommate from college. We're just hanging out and uh, he likes to showcase what I do all the time. Um, when people ask me what I do, I just tell them I'm in marketing and that's it. Um, but he likes to say that, you know, I work with these wrestlers. I am on the podcast. Um, I make action figures, all this stuff. So he he's, making me seem more important than I really am. And they're like, you know, this would be really cool if we can do like some sort of collaboration and have the guys come to the brewery. And I was like, 
let's actually make a beer and have the guys come to the brewery and we get all the fans to show up. And that's how that kind of kicked off. Um, really just my friend being a drunk idiot um, trying to show me off, <laughs> even though there's nothing to show off. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that's how we started the, the beer. And uh, it's grown into a great partnership with the brewery. And we're looking to do this more often, maybe a seasonal thing, um, maybe once a year. We're not really totally sure. But uh, I'm hoping the next beer that we do with them is an Ecto Cooler collab where it's the whole can is just all of us as Ghostbusters and maybe shoes as Slimer. And um, <laughs> and it's the picture of the Ecto- sailor hat. The sailor hat on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, maybe, maybe, and, uh, maybe um, not Slimer. What's the, uh, the Marshmallow Man? He comes the Marshmallow Man. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Right, um, so but yeah, so it would be Ecto Cooler flavored, which the brewery does right now. Um, it's a seasonal beer for them. They do it normally around this time, actually. Uh, so I'm excited to hang out there and just drink. <laughs> we can do a little swap. I'll send you some Percy Pigs. We'll do a little, do a little drug oh, deal. <laughs> deal. Deal. Um, so yeah, on social media wise, follow us on um, Facebook, Three Points of Articulation Podcast, and Instagram as well. On Twitter, our bigger account is the uh, Three Points of Articulation Presents Epic Toys Podcast. Just a nice long title in there just to get the rub from Epic Toys. Ooh, uh, um, catch up from, well, not even last week, a few days ago, we had, uh, I had Sal from Rush On. Um, there's no way. Uh, <laughs> there's no way. Uh, there's no, there's, there's no, uh, I don't know if you know, Mike. I got, I got the red card. Sal wouldn't sit down with me. I I heard the interview. I I know the the situation. I think you're the lucky one out of the group. Um, <laughs> I, I I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Um, the guy said about half an hour's worth of material in two and a half hours. Um, he, he took no responsibility for anything at any point. He came across as at times affable, but would not take any responsibility and what really kind of got to me was the shitty behavior one like he was almost trying to say like trying to argue that it's okay for him to be shitty to people because people are shitty to him and like you know that the book doesn't stop with him when he owns a fucking business so you know uh it kind of showed that and like I'm trying to be diplomatic about in my language here, but like I am a parent of a child probably with additional needs. She's very young, like I don't know yet. But you know, when people say insensitive things like that, it's like, honestly, fuck you. And like, you know, people use language in private and that's different and with their friends and they don't mean it. But, you know, if he's not going to take any responsibility for that, like I just really have no interest in what he's doing going forward. Like, and if he's not going to make everything right, again, doubly no interest. So, um, you know, it was Jamie put in the performance of a lifetime. I would not have been as patient with him. So it was right that I wasn't there. Um, because the inf- like, you know, we were trying to get information out to collectors for people who handed money over to him. And really, it, it, uh, Mike, it's a very kind of UK and Irish phrase, but he showed his arse. And, <laughs> like, um, you know, so, like, Going forward, I don't have a huge amount of interest in covering them. I think that kind of feeds the beast. Um, you know, there's narcissistic tendencies, and he strikes me as really someone who potentially needs help, not hassle. That's down. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I really don't want to comment on him. I think the best way to handle 
the situation because at the end of the day, he, in my eyes, he has taken money from customers. Um, did you ever watch that Simpsons episode, uh, the Halloween special, where the the advertisements come to life? Yeah, yeah, and, the big the donut. And, yeah, and the best way to deal with it is just don't look, just don't pay attention to him, and he goes away. Didn't they make that um, into a film called Nope? Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Will you pre-order these figures again? Nope. <laughs> but um, you know, he made some comments about Major Bendy's that weren't true. Um, yeah, he said he said um, everyone had their starting issues. Major Bendy's fell apart of the way. So I said to him, "I do not remember that happening because I do not remember that happening." Yeah. It, it it probably happened to in the lifetime that we've shipped out, it, it probably happened to about two two people. Right. Um, so what's that? That's not out of zero point out of zero two. Out of, exactly. That's that was my point. It was uh it's out of the six over sixty thousand that we've shipped out to year to date. Um that's less than one percent and statistics if something's less than one percent, it's not relevant. So why even bring it up? It's even less than uh, less than one percent. I think it would be zero point zero two percent if it was ten thousand orders. So even if it, it was relevant, you just go and make it right. Like, am I right in saying that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, as opposed to kind of he's busy with his calculator, Dan. You'll see. This the fact <laughs> that China, 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 which got borderline fucking racist, by the way. Um, you know, so and, and I'm going to call that out because people would have listened and heard and said, you know, um, yeah, yeah, I, some... I, I enjoyed it anyway. <laughs> Not the racism, uh, the episode. Sorry. No, I think you handled yourself very well. Um, I, I I picked up on the racism as well. Um, someone who talks to China daily, um, multiple times throughout the day, um. Some of the stuff that he was saying was just not true at all. Um, but perception is reality, and that's what he sees, and that's what he believes, and you can't change that. Um, I think the best solution is just move if on. you lost, <laughs> move on. If you lost money, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Hopefully, this doesn't leave a bad taste in your mouth for other. Uh, businesses, uh, small businesses like myself and and Zombie, um, and I hope you can continue collecting and enjoying the community, and uh, you know try to see the good out of the situation. And I'm not my, sure what the good is, but <laughs> you said that to me, and it does lead on to a natural question. But if you said that to me two or three weeks ago, I would have disagreed with you in the sense that, well, you know, on behalf of the people who paid for me, should be pursued in some fashion. However. After hearing the interview, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, like this, this is going nowhere, and it's not someone capable of um, running a business. And it kind of now the next natural question is: You guys use pre-order. Most companies do. Um, do you think that this kind of thing and what happened, Chella, would damage that, or did you see it damage it over the last year or two? Um, look, I think pre-orders, look, we try to stay away from pre-order system because of the bad taste that 
has caused because of companies like Lush, um, it has left a bad taste in, the, in people's mouths. Um, and we try to stay away from that as much as possible. But now, due to uh, capacity issues with the big rubber guys, because they do take up a lot more space, um, they do cost a lot more money to produce. We switched over to a pre-order system um, for those two reasons. Plus, also, we weren't sure what the demand was for these. You know, this is also... We, we know what the demand was for bendies, right? We know, okay, we could place X amount for this person, X amount for that person, because we know that they're going to sell and I'm not going to be sitting on them for um, months or years. Uh, we just, we had no idea what the demand was for yeah. big rubber guys. And I guess for, we, for bendies, sorry, Mike, I guess for bendies yeah. as well, it's probably easier to, to store because of like the yeah. clamshell packaging, the fact that you can take the, I don't know if you can with the big rubber guys, are they, are they the same with the clamshell packaging? Yeah, the, that's the clamshell packaging. Um, I actually have one right here because oh, yeah. so you can. They're easier to store. So, I think Matt was saying that when he when he travels, they're a lot easier to sell because you just take. So I I they already come assembled from the factory, uh, and I won't deassemble them unless I have to because that's also very time consuming. Um, but if I'm traveling to let's say a convention, um, I know conventions are weird because they will charge you you have to pay the freight to ship an item mm-hmm. um right normal uh but then there's also a fee to accept the item and then a fee for them yeah, to deliver yeah. it to your booth so there's a bunch of the, those fees with bendies i found a way to go around all that stuff because they you can compress everything all yeah, yeah. within one one to two um suitcases and I just bring them on the plane with me and um, I get to the hotel and I start packaging everything. Um, and I'll probably have someone help me um, if it's not Matt, Brian, or everyone, Shoes, Mark, uh, Billy Peck, TTD has helped me before. There's all these people that um, help me. So it's a lot faster when assembling them. And um, I'll sell it that way. Um, big rubber guys, I can do the same. It's just... They're bigger. <laughs> They're eight inches. Um, they're massive. It's a big size. It, it's, yeah. So, um, and I don't want to unassemble them just to store them to just reassemble them. It's not just smart with my time. Um, I'm doing literally everything. Um, so I try to be time sensitive with things and try to um, schedule out what I need to do. Um, so it's just not a smart activity, but um back to the original question um the the pre-order system we're doing that now with the big rubber guys because we just didn't know the demand we didn't know the 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 overhead all this stuff the the capacity so we did the pre-order system we now have a pretty good idea of where we are so we're going to stick to the pre-order system for a few people but then we're going to also switch to an in-stock system also. So it's going to be a little mixture of both. We'll do a surprise drop, um, and we plan on doing it. It's in the system. I have prototypes. People don't know who we have coming out. We'll be doing a surprise drop of two people. And, um, yeah, it's in stock. And that moment, it'll be going out the door. So 
if you live in New Jersey uh, or New York, you'll probably get it the next day after buying it because I'm I'll have it already pre-packed probably. Because they um obviously you do the similar one with with the bendies, but there's like a little treat, I guess you call it. So you're using the hacksaw as an example where you had uh, a pre-order model for the hacksaw to to gauge how many of them to make, and then obviously you had a chase inside that. But then when the figure was actually in stock, you had another variant which was available to purchase then. So I guess for those, it's the pre-order model is completely forgivable because you're not just get, it's not a quick cash grab, is it? It's money to then right. reinvest in to then make another variant which people can buy there and then so it's not like you're you're taking money to fund a figure you are doing it as matt said before he was on the show to gauge how many to make and 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 where you can reinvest it into the business exactly and uh, for example the hacksaw one i'm a giant hacksaw fan i love hacksaw to death uh and getting to work with him on this uh was a dream and you know when they say don't meet your heroes he is one of those people that you have to meet because he is a fucking incredible of a human. Uh, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. But there was just so many looks for Hacksaw that, you know, we wanted to do one standard look that fit in with the Bendy's realm. And then we also wanted to do the LJN. So that's why there was the chase, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then we had so many people requesting, oh, we want the face paint. We want the singlet, all that stuff. And I was like, well, we can do them. So let's just do it. Yeah. Right. So that's how that kind of started. And, um, you know, there are people that are going on pre-orders that will have exclusives, right. Um, and variants later down in the road. Um, but, the quantities on all of these things is so everywhere that mm-hmm. as it know, would be. You know, the macho is going to be right at the top, and also won't name any talent that would be at the bottom. But you catch my drift. The pre-order one could be the lower variant numbered yeah. one compared to um, the actual variant that you know Ringside might carry, yeah, or yeah. wrestling collector might carry, or person sees. So. It's everywhere. I'm not sure where I was going with that, but uh <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's that that's it, isn't it? You just never know what time of the month you catch people, what month you catch people. Yeah. Um, you know, you gotta think between now and end of the year, people are having an eye on Christmas, um, as well as like I'll purchase that for someone for Christmas as well. So you don't know whether that's yeah. gonna be a busy time or if it's gonna be a quiet time or not really. But the good thing about the big rubber guys and the and the and the bendies with the pre-order model is how quickly these are being turned around. It's not like you're waiting 18 months it's not you're waiting 12 months you're not even waiting six months a lot of the time i think nails are not for pre-order three months ago and it's been in hand for a month i mean no the nails uh i think it went on that that was actually i i I know what you're talking about with the timeline nails we actually um got the contract for and we had it in hand the whole inventory within a month that's crazy. So from de- from development to in hand, we had it in hand in a month. Um, that's just when high spots um, actually start shipping out the orders because they were saving it for VesselCon, um, and they part of their agreement was they wanted it. They would give us the deal to make the nails figure, 
as long as they had it in hand for WrestleCon. And I had less than two months to have a figure in hand for them. Um, and I'll be honest, I uh, I completely lied to them and said I could get it done. I said, I'll figure it out. Um, and I did. I, I legit told the factory, stop everything you were doing. Focus on this. I told TTD, stop whatever you're doing. Focus on this. Uh, Josh, our 3D designer, uh, I told him, stop whatever you're doing and focus on this. Um, so it's it's possible to get a figure made within a month in, in hand. <laughs> so uh, That's awesome. I'm glad he didn't hold you up for any money as well. That's, uh, <laughs> it's got previous. No, and, <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that was a deal. It was That's a unique deal with high spots. We just acted as a vendor for them. Um, to produce it, they let us use their contract to make the figure, and um, you know, this is a partnership with High Spots that we'll probably continue doing. We did a similar deal with um, Conrad Thompson with uh, Ric Flair's last match, and that's how we had the Ric Flair contract. Um, and that's why we weren't able to really produce any more Ric Flair's after that. But now we have the contract with Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Um, I know because I have an also that I nicknamed Flair. Uh, for dealing with him, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, kind of. Uh, but we have a long time agreement with Ric Flair, so we can make as many Ric Flairs as we want, and that's why we decided to do the repaint, uh, the bloody Ric Flair. Um, and then we have the NWA, uh, promo Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah, um, with the glasses and the suit, and it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, Person most Irish people would be after would be Ric Flair getting thrown off the TNA bus in Dublin for being too much of a party animal. You know, <laughs> contact with Rick, say there's a guy. <laughs> oh man! Um, but North. I mean, we, we will be able to do more Ric Flairs. It's not just per figure. We have them locked in for a year time for multiple years. Um, so within that time frame, we will continue pumping out Ric Flair figures because we gave them a ton of money up front and we need to make that investment back. He's <laughs> spent. Um, but <laughs> I think the um, the Comrade, I see series, you guys, is it series two that was Comrade when we were out in saying that series two or series three? It's technically series two, but we called it its own series. So got the um. um the, the Jarrett from that series I've got because the, the sort of 99 Jarrett, my favorite favorite era of Jarrett. Um, because it reminds me a lot of the attitude, era, the attitude game you remember mm-hmm. on PlayStation. Yep. Um, but that, and he was the character I'd I'd normally use on that, him and Dr. Death. So, um, yeah, pick them up and obviously Comrade Thompson. Well, you've not had an Akeem variant of Comrade Thompson yet. Would be... <laughs> I mean, we should do that actually. You should 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, See, also we don't even pass the catch up bit. Yeah, we're just freely talking away. A couple of fellas, uh, review and subscribe to the podcast anywhere that you get your podcasts. So leave your leave your review. Um, if you like the sound interview, leave a review for us on that or this one. Just takes two seconds while you're doing it. Just pop. Jamie is great and very sexy. Five stars and press send. Lovely stuff. Um, um, I'm getting a bit sick of this Becky Mitchell bullshit. Like, you know, <laughs> people want to review it, they can't if they don't. I don't give a shit. Hey, we're, 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 we're not your dad. We're your mum's boyfriends. There you go. Very different. Um, Epic Toys, Greg Valentine is currently being sent out as well. There is a reveal on the back of the card, uh, which will 
announce the winner for the competition we did where you have to guess who the reveal is going to be on the back of the card next week because you people would have seen it by then. Who's your guess for it, for it Mike? Who do you reckon is going to be on the back of the Epic Toys card? Which figure reveal? Um, not sure. <laughs> any any name from wrestling history you want to see in a, rest, in a retro form? Axel Jim Duggan because <laughs> I still have a man crush on him now. <laughs> Axel Jim Duggan would be great because you see Epic are doing the demolition. Axel Jim Duggan in the face paint, perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's how, that's the one I would want. That's I think that's the missing piece in the in the retros. Maybe I'll give uh, Zombie Hacksaw's information and get it done. Yeah, a little cool, lovely. Um, awkward now because we're talking about Epic, but yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Talk for something. <laughs> We're all friends here. Um, <laughs> yeah, not you, so I do like I do like epic stuff. I I am planning on getting the demolition. Um, yeah. Um, epic are on next week as well to talk about the, the interview October. We've called it. Uh, so epic will be on next week to talk about the the new reveal. Um, maybe it's the hacksaw Jim Duggan. Maybe it's not. Maybe yep. Zombie would have signed in by then. You never. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you, these guys are. These guys are pretty smart now, knowing that there's multiple uh, wrestling figure companies. So then, making sure that they don't sign exclusive deals, and I, you know, I advocate to them, make telling them, look, this is an exclusive deal. You can sign with whoever you want, um, and I promote you to sign with as many as you can, especially some of these legends like Sabu and Hacksaw. Um, and I, I actually give out that information to. Uh, other companies who are willing to work with me. Yeah, and I'm surprised not that everyone we, everyone can help each other out, can't they, in this situation? Yep. Exactly. It, it look it's a case of when there's there's the business there if the quality is there. And you know, we've seen kind of two to three bolts for maybe four. We'll see how Sean gets on. Right. Um so yeah. 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 And we see yep. him on Titanic. Um Let's move on to the, the news, shall we? The official news. It's just some sexy boys. Talk about some new toys. It's just some sexy boys. Talk about some new toys. Check these things out, girls. Hands on the merchandise. Kalik, this week you get to join us and, and be in a, an unofficial, official, sexy boy talking about a new toy, which is good. Lucky you. Um, Not if I'm so, that sexy, but continue. You are. You can join me with the bald head, bearded, upside down heads, they call us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a big rubber guy's pre-order. It starts on Friday the 13th. Um, good day for it. Jason Voorhees busy. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, um, maybe that's not a good sign. Hey, it's, it's, it's been taken as a good sign. People celebrate Friday the thing, especially in yeah, October. Yeah, that's true. It's, yeah, if, I, if it's any, it's the first one I'm going to open the wallet for. I cannot leave that macho on the shelf. I, I mean, yeah. the, Andre, the Andre I'm excited for because he's nine inches and we're doing two variants of him. So you can pick which Andre you want, the black singlet or the blue singlet, or you can get both. Um, but I put the prototype next to all the other 
um, big rubber guys that we have coming out, and he just fucking sticks out like a sore thumb, and it's incredible. Oh, the, um, like it didn't move like yeah, that's zombies doing the Comic Con Andre in the blue strap. Am I right in saying that? So the official release, the main main lines one's black. So I'll probably get the opposite. To what the Comic Con one's going to be, because I'll have one of each then. So if he's doing the blue strap as a Comic Con, I'll get the black strap of the LJN to see then. It doesn't look like a father and son situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that works too. I mean, I'm, nine, I'm more. This is incredibly, incredibly intimidating. Nine <laughs> inches. Yeah. <laughs> Not us. Nah. <laughs> Not often we get to say that. Um, <laughs> the. Um, the Macho Man, obviously, he showed the Macho Man a few weeks back, and it didn't have any stars yeah. on the front. I guess now it's like an early prototype, because now this one yeah. has the three lovely stars on the front. Oh, it got me. Yes. It got me, and like I've been resistant. Um, I don't know. It, it, I suppose it's a fairly natural question for you, how you feel on price tag. You've already said that they cost a lot more to produce, but uh, yeah. the, I mean... I think if they were already at Salmore, but like, then is it worth it for you guys and that kind of thing? But because they've all looked awesome so far, in fairness. And I'm a big oh, LJM. Thank you. <laughs> the, um, um, the match over in particular, I mean, just lovely. Thanks. I think if anything was priced lowered, sell more, right? Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, if it was and, free, imagine how many you'd sell then if it was free. <laughs> Um, would I love to price it at ten dollars? Absolutely. Would I like to price it at fifteen? Absolutely. Um, even twenty five. Um, we're just not there yet. Um, we need to hit a certain number in sales so that I can now then go to the factory and negotiate a better price. But you know, I did that with uh, Bendy's, and then basically what happened was goods and services start going up which then i had to raise costs again so i brought it back to uh the price point it is right now at 34.99 um if we can that's why i try to bundle them as much as possible because then um you're buying x then i could then sell it at x uh, we have free shipping as well isn't it am i right in saying that yes yeah it's free shipping in the u.s um International, I, I think it's... It's around 12, 13 pound, I believe, for one. Very Yeah. It's it's literally lower than what I actually pay to ship it out. Right. Because I, I, I try to make it as affordable as possible for everyone. Because, look, I understand our economy is not the greatest right now. It's not just a U.S. issue. It's a global issue. People are struggling and everyone's budgeting. So if I can make this as affordable as possible for a consumer, maybe they're more willing to pick it up um, yeah. over something else. And, yeah. and that's exactly what you were saying before. I think you would sell more if it was cheaper. I'm trying to do it as cheap as possible. Um, not the product-wise. I'm trying to give you a great value for what you pay. Um, yeah. But... I am working on getting pricing down. Um, will it happen? I don't. I can't give you an answer. It's just. It's something I'm always working on. Um, I have 
years of experience in manufacturing, um, just working for a supply company here in New York that, you know, made weird items for like Yankee Stadium and Chase Bank and um, all these other companies. And then I switched over. Uh, I actually went into uh, worked at a marketing agency, which was like the worst two years of my life. But that's what brought me into uh, a job at Eagle Moth. Um, so I worked at oh, Eagle Moth. The statues. Up... Yeah, the WWE statues. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, I ended up falling into there and I ended up becoming the brand manager for the WWE. So I, I from there, I gained a lot of connections with, manu- with um, people who are veterans in the industry and I look to them for advice. So they helped me um, with manufacturing costs, distribution, licensing. And that's something that, you know, Brian and I were taking care of at Toy Fair. We had meetings and um, I made Brian wear his big boy pants. And uh... <laughs> I mean, one, one, one I thing t- I will say from, from your side of the thing that you, you very rarely get um, nowadays is that you've, you've had, you have UK distribution, for these in yeah yeah in 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 shops obviously wrestling trader um stock the major bendies which they have a sale mm-hmm. on at the moment whilst we're doing this from today through to sunday of this week there is a sale on for it it will be um the, the deals and so on for it uh, and also wrestling mega store uk stock the big rubber guys as well as the bendies as well so um you've, you've done that in the sense of you've, you've ticked the box for us we haven't got to pay ridiculous amounts of shipping when it comes to buying 10 big rubber guys, because that's been covered from your end, which is, is, is quite a rarity. Yeah. Look, once again, I'm very price conscious of everything. Um, I'm trying to make sure that if we can get it into more people's hands in the UK, uh, when I worked at Eagle Moss, Eagle Moss is a UK company. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a big fan of UK. I love your pussy pigs. Um, I, that's I that's Percy pigs. Percy pig, not not pussy pigs. Just to clarify, <laughs> pussy pigs. They're, Sorry, they're a completely different. The accent. They're a completely different thing. <laughs> they both um, cost a pound. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! Um, I would love some nanos right now. Um, but <laughs> if I if we could find these partnerships, um. It can get more of a reach, um, and more people will know who Major Bendies are, what we do, what we offer, and um, it just helps the brand and recognition and continues growing. Um, As well, because I've been beating the drum to every single one of you guys that would listen. Gone. Uh, I live in Ireland. There's 500 million people in the EU, completely inaccessible. Well, similar level of access as the UK. Uh, is it worth dis- distributing here? Not sure. Language barriers, even internally, stuff like that. Um, but it's something I've looked at for the last, since Brexit, because there's now like customs charges between the EU and UK. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, no, that's uh, once I, I sort of work it out a lot better, I'm going to start annoying all you guys a lot more about that stuff. I don't sell anything at the moment, but I'm actually just seeing it right now, going, well, if we get it from the UK, same difference as getting it from the US, and there's 500 million of us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I look, 
I have years of experience doing this stuff with, you know, Eagle Moss. I'm just using Eagle Moss for example because everyone knows me from there. Um, I understand the U.S. is just a crumb of, of the cookie. There is so much more to go out there. Um, you can literally double your market with just Canada. And then you can double that market in the U.S. with Mexico. And, and you you have just North America. Yeah. There's other parts of the country. Um, UK, um, with Eagle Moss sales, I don't even know if I'm legally allowed to say this, but I guess the company doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it, it, it shut down after I left, like... I literally said this place is going to go out of um, business within uh, a year of me leaving because I was doing so much and it went out in eight months. I was like, oh, that was faster than I expected. That, that's, uh, that's what happens to statue companies. They stay still, don't they? Yeah. Um, but, you know, the UK was so much of uh, Eagle Moss's business. And, you know, I eventually uh, went into business. I, I worked for after Eagle Moss, a company called uh, Zavi, which is another UK-based yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. The, they took over um, from Virgin Megastores, is that right? They bought from Virgin Megastores? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, and that's even more of a global company because it's owned by the Hut Group. And um, I know, I understand the demographic importance of everything. Um, and there's a certain way of getting it done. You can't just... Snap your fingers. Know, snap your fingers and, and hope for the best. Um, and I can assure you, can call uh, any of my retail partners uh, overseas um, and they can confirm how I pack everything with. Hey, we, we, we've had a lot of bullshit on this show the last week. We, we, we know how to sniff out and I think we believe you. <laughs> oh yeah i don't i don't want to say how much of a good guy by the way uh i just want to let everyone conf- know i am a complete asshole <laughs> yeah it's but did you say anything that everyone ordered it did so it's okay <laughs> um have you ever thought about calling your connections the connections have you ever thought about that someone actually brought that up actually another buddy of mine from uh, London, uh, he was here for a toy fair, and he said that to me. I was like, "That's actually pretty fucking stupid." Get on, get on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might, I might make a a, a um a Canic shirt with the FedEx logo. Oh yeah, says rush. <laughs> <laughs> no rush. Um, yeah. So the um, so the Naomi and the uh, Macho Bendy's pre-order. Am I right in saying that yep. either ending soon or ended last week? Uh, I did Friday. Uh, Macho did incredible numbers um, for a pre-order. Um, now, we were very honest up front, saying we're going to be doing more variants of Macho. Um, and oh, it's just no. Macho. <laughs> do as many as you want. You will buy them. It's Macho. I mean, <laughs> it's Macho, like... Look, Mattel can't make them, so might as well do as many as we well, can. Yeah, I mean, right? you, you got to think how many <laughs> how many iconic Matcha Man outfits have there been? How many um, iconic Matcha Man just promo segments have there been? Do you know what I mean? Like, you, 
you could get 30 in there and still not even scrape. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, you're yeah, it's just, there's so many looks also that no one's ever done that we can use with that mold. So, sorry, all the beers now burping up. Um, <laughs> Good beer. But, <laughs> but it's um, all these looks that we can do that no one's done. And, you know, why not tap that market? Mm-hmm. You know, but we could also do the same stuff that people want that's already been done because um you know one it's in a bendy form that's never happened before yeah. um and technically the first macho that we released is the bendy that was supposed to happen and we got the original artist to mm-hmm. do the card art and the drawing for it so it's like we're giving you what you were supposed to get so it's incredible um it's crazy when you've done, but, that. You've done it with adam bomb as well didn't you same yeah we did that with Adam Bomb. Uh, I feel like we did it with someone else. Maybe that's a dink that you haven't announced yet. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> was Gangrel supposed to have one? Uh, it wouldn't surprise you because Edge got one, didn't he? So it would have been yeah. the end. Yeah, and he would have been there. We may have. I, I think the Gangrel was, was supposed to have one. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe it was like Comrade the, Thompson for the nineties. Maybe they'll go <laughs> redo. And also, if if I'm I'm zoned out right now, um, you can't see it because it's an audio format. But I'm just letting the hosts know I have a wall with each bendy lined up on the wall that I've ever made in order of how it was made. Yeah, so you, you uh, can't. It's, it's audio, so Canix just sat there completely naked, looking at the the wall of. <laughs> Naked as the day I was born. <laughs> Very naked listeners. And <laughs> so it's, it, it was it was Dan's uh, Dan's suggestion. He insisted on it. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, we would. I mean, that's the the luxury of having, I guess, a toy line that you can look back and say, "This was supposed to be made." Oh, we can do this. Similar to yeah. um, what the retro companies are doing now. Um, the Greg Valentine is, is is one example, which we've now had two versions of. But um, you know, you, you got to look back at other ones that were that were cancelled in the Hasbro line the series, uh, series twelve, for example, which we've now managed to complete as like an Avengers style mission between everyone to yeah. finally do. So um, it's crazy to think in two thousand twenty three, this is where everything's come to a head, and we, we can get that. Yeah, and and we're doing that already with big rubber guys because. Uh, we did it with Smash. Yeah, right? we never, we never had Smash. So the Chase variant actually matches well with the original X. Yeah. Um, X. Um, and if you you want the X, because the X is very expensive right now on eBay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and condition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can get the the you can get X and Smash both matching if you um get the Chase variant and regular. Um, and the um, LJN Sergeant Slaughter we had a Sergeant Slaughter but it was made by Hasbro Mm -hmm. this is the actual LJN Sergeant Slaughter that um, Matt actually owned the prototype for and it was never released so all we did was just take that prototype 
We gave it to TTD, did the 2D drawing and everything. And then we gave it to our um, 3D designer, um, Josh. And um, that's actually, <clears throat> we, we actually switched 3D designers midway. And so it's actually designed by Josh and Brian Beatty. And Brian Beatty is very well known in the wrestling community um, for his work. He's done stuff with, um, I think it was Wrestling Crate. He did like, um, I forgot what they were called, but they were like pop version almost. Yeah, yeah, the uh, um, pint size heroes. Not pint size heroes. They were um, they had a version like that. The small, like a, like a picture of Pete Dunn. A little bit bigger than uh, mm. uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. There were like vinyl figures though. Yeah, yeah, like a picture of like yeah. Jimmy Havoc and, and another one. Um, don't picture Jimmy Havoc. Don't picture Jimmy Havoc, sorry. <laughs> but, I see what you mean, yeah. yeah. Um, he's done... I believe he's done stuff with the WWE as well. He's currently has stuff out um, at, like, stores right now at, like... Uh, you guys have Target in the UK? We have Asda, which they own either Target or okay. one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, if you go into like one of those stories, there's uh the Disney 100 final figures. Yeah, yeah. He's he's doing that work. So we have him uh working on Big Rubber guys now. Um, so you know this is this guy that has years of experience, um, in the toy world, working and, for and he's a wrestling fan. companies. Yeah, and he's a wrestling fan, so he understands the product. Um. We're lucky enough to have him working on the stuff. I think this is the first time we've actually mentioned this publicly. Um, but yeah, so uh, Josh started working on the Sergeant Slaughter, and then we um, passed it along to Brian Beatty, and um, that's the final look that we have now. So we actually went through, I think, three or four, four um, prototypes of the Sergeant Slaughter, um, and we finally you know, compared it next to Matt's actual prototype right uh and it's fucking identical um yeah so we saw the uh this is the prototypes we saw the other week is that right yeah so it's um i'm staring at one right now i'll grab it but um you know the hat is removable the sunglasses are removable and then the sunglasses are designed to look exactly like the sunglasses that it was supposed to come with um which were originally meant for a Michael Jackson figure. Yes, oh. I remember. So I think it was on one of the YouTube shows where I think Matt saw it in a in a shop. Am I right in saying that? Maybe like it was so. a, might have been a GI Joe one. Yes. Yeah. There was something like that. I remember it saying about um, the Michael Jackson sunglasses because the first time I'd heard it about then. And he got and, it's signed because I was inside the sort of the other day, and uh, I gave it to him just to like hold and check out the figure. And he's like, "Oh man, this is so cool! You want me to sign a few?" I'm like, <laughs> "I mean, I was gonna hand it to you to keep, but now I kind of want it for myself." If you sign it, <laughs> so he signed it, um, and he put number one on it. It's the first one signed. So yeah, he writes number one on anything else. Just know, not yeah. the in, first my, time he signed in, one of these. In my in my head, Sergeant Slaughter just wears full wrestling gear all the time. I'm actually probably yes. doesn't. But. I, I mean, this one time I saw him uh, at a bus stop waiting. This was like years ago at a Comic Con. Um, 
the, the con was over uh, and he was just sitting in the rain waiting for this bus and it was like oh sorry just tag me and I'll get you wherever you need to go <laughs> that sounds very seductive <laughs> <laughs> it is New York it is New York um, so on, on the Benny's obviously scope wise for the Benny's obviously you, you, you've got a, a tattoo with a Power Ranger on your arm um, big Power Ranger fan yeah, yeah. Is that something that, like, you guys are, are looking at doing, like branching out into other areas? So, like, a, a bendy Power Ranger, as as an example. I would love to do the Power Rangers. Um, uh, it is obviously one of my favorite franchises. Um, I have TTD art. He drew an automorphin Green Power Ranger. Uh, and I got it tattooed on my arm. Um, probably one of the first things I actually really started collecting as a kid because mm-hmm. the series came out in 1993. I was three years old. Um, I had a, a complete shelf display and I'd pose them and arrange them, everything. Um, a lot like what I do now at 33. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was also buying multiples as a kid because I wanted to keep them in packaging. Mm. So I had that sense early on as a kid. Um, and uh, so I, I call Power Rangers my gateway drug to everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, before I was doing uh, figures with Matt and Brian. I used to do exclusive comics. I'd get the rights with Marvel or Boom Studios, and I'd do these exclusive variants. And um, one of the variants I did was a San Diego Comic Con exclusive, which was uh, I believe it was Power Rangers issue number five with um, Tommy Oliver and front and centered Green Power Ranger to the left, right Power Ranger on the right, and it's if you look at the cover, it's one of the most iconic covers right now for Boom Studios, and it's fetching for over three hundred dollars. I wish I kept some com- copies for myself to sell on eBay now. But um, um, I retailed them for twenty bucks a piece, I believe. And you know, I I had a mutual friend with uh, Jason David Frank, and I got to hang out with him quite often at conventions, and um, he actually signed a bunch of those comics for me and um i donated a certain portion of the proceeds to um susan g cole because at the time his mom was going through breast cancer and my mom was going through breast cancer so we did all this stuff um so i got to go no jason david frank that's what i was getting with and i guess it was it's almost a year now um my mutual friend who knew who knows Jason very well, uh, we went to an AEW show together in Newark and I was telling him about Bendy's who's just blowing smoke up my ass about everything and very, saying how proud he was of everything I've been doing. And he's like, you know, you should really work with Jason on his new uh, movie. Um, the White Dragon. And I said, yeah, we should probably make the Bendy's for those. Um, I told him, can you text Jason and see if he'd be open to doing the rights? He texted him. Jason usually was a fast, fast texter. 
didn't text. Uh, I thought nothing of it, though. The next morning, the news broke. It's crazy. Um, but, you know, once again, I think eventually there'll be more uh, stuff down the line with everything that we do. Um, if it's not White Dragon, Power Rangers, hopefully something, something comes to be. The, the sort uh, of crossover between the two. Because uh, also, one yeah. more, I'm, I'm 33 as well, so we're the same age. I think one of my earliest VHS memories, obviously, that we had the Power Rangers movie, but the, the VHS where the Green Ranger turns to the White Ranger. Yeah. Um, that's I remember watching that over and over again. I had a little bit of a thing for Rita Repulsa as well, but that's a different, that's a different story. <laughs> Most people went with the pink Power Ranger. You went with Rita Repulsa. It was Rita Repulsa. A bit, a bit of a thing for Rita. I don't know what it was. <laughs> you like the Cougars. You like the Cougars. Uh, yeah, she's more than that. She's about three thousand years old, wasn't she? <laughs> Obviously, everything that would happen with the Green Ranger, the White Ranger. I'm a little bit older than you guys, but I wasn't too old, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember yeah. like having all the the toys as a kid, and I think I had like three or four across different series. So I had the nin, I had the ninja of like two of them. One of them I had yeah. the the Blue Ranger. I had the flip head, um, yeah. and then a few other ones. I didn't have the um, the black ranger though so we're about to draw the blue ranger and color his outfit in completely black just to just to have that one just well, to take Christ. Even it... <laughs> my um so i grew up um very poor and it's i don't want to give a fucking stop story but we we, we grew up very poor uh one of probably the most well-known poor cities in new jersey um for those who know the comedian joey diaz me and him grew up in the same city um so all the shit that he ever says i i get back it's 100 percent true uh <laughs> but um so we didn't have much money for toys and stuff but my mom for some how some way she knew how important power rangers was to me always found a way to get me every figure that i wanted and um she, she signed me up for a job as a kid to do focus groups um, for toys. And they would pay my mom, I think, like a hundred bucks for bringing me over. And then they would give me like a $20 gift certificate to Toys R Us because you can't really pay a child. No, that's cool. But you could no. give them a gift card. But yeah. it was like paper certificates at the time. Um, there weren't plastic cards like now. But, um, so that's how I got a lot of my Power Rangers. And you would have to go early at Toys R Us and get a lottery ticket so that you can may have the opportunity oh, to buy... Similar on um, Jingle All the Way with the ball. It's exactly like Jingle yeah. All the Way. Yeah, it's um, a fight for a soft play. Not, <laughs> yeah, but it was like, it was like a, a ticketed system and it would... Uh, wall it out and then they will call out a number and then you, they would say okay here's um one through i don't know 500 depending on how many people are there and they would call out a number and say this is an opportunity to get the command center this is an opportunity to get uh the dragon zord um and i just remember my mom 
going with like all her friends that she would like <laughs> beg to show up with her Is just so, so we can have multiple numbers. So and, like so like nowadays when you're on Mattel Creations at five PM with all your friends yeah. to try and get this different um faster. I have twenty staff. Sometimes at 10 a.m. they don't do anything for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I um I do I do a very similar thing now. If I go to like McDonald's with my kid, my kid's four, um, Joe will see you order food and it gives you an order number and then on the screen it will yeah. have the order number. Um then it comes yeah. out. I'm like, I say to her, like, oh, we've got a raffle ticket here. If it calls out on number 39, we get to eat. And he's like that nervous looking at the and it'll be like 39. <laughs> it'll be like, yes, come on. <laughs> it's, but, um, uh... Yeah, it's a good good fun game. Which my mom my mom saw this tattoo recently, and she goes, she looked at it, and I thought she was gonna be really upset, because uh, she is very anti tattoos, and she sees it, and she goes, "Well, at least you got a tattoo of something that you love, like that." Yeah. And, I, and I was like, I was like, took back, and she goes. But why the action figure? And I was like, uh, I can fuck with her. And I go, because you never bought me toys. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you bastard. She, she like hit a switch. She saw a bed. Um, but uh, I don't know where I was going with this. But yeah, Power Rangers is something I would love yeah, to do. Yeah, crossovers. We will eventually. Like, yeah. you, can get, you can get a Kurt Fuller figure with Bendies. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, lovely story to fucking Mitch tricking an actor. <laughs> <laughs> the beer almost came out of my mouth. I would have been very upset. Um, speaking of Mitch, let's uh, move on to grapplers and gimmicks. So, um, Mitch put up the. Oh, I didn't tell him Kinek was coming up. <laughs> um, Mitch put up the one of um, 150 metal emission in a bag variant. Um, there's many things that I'd pay 80 pound for a bag of, and, and I don't know if metal emission is one of them. Um, but I think it's, it's 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 quite a lot. I think there's been mixed reviews on um, on price wise for it. But hey, it's sold out. What do we know? Fair plays to him. I've got the I've got the inside scoop from Mitch. Because I text him quite annoyed, going like, "Why do you put pre-orders up when I'm in bed? I am one of the fucking perverts that'll actually give you money for figure." <laughs> and uh, it, 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 there's more coming on tonight, which is actually when the pod drops is Monday night, last Monday night. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm gonna get some. Um, why I do this, I don't know. I'm, I'm what they have to call a literal mark, like. Yeah, I mean, if you're willing to pay it, you're you're, you're the problem, Dan. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> what if I don't get the animation? <laughs> it's his company. He can do whatever he wants. If he wants to sell them for $150, he might be able to sell out, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is all just my opinion as a, as a businessman. I yeah. think he'll be able to sell out the first time does this yeah maybe the second maybe the third i don't see this as a as a long-term thing and i think you're gonna upset a lot of your customers when they realize why did i spend 150 dollars on this repaint that you were selling for 30 40 bucks i don't know what he was selling them for uh eight dollars um, each 
Oh, the original ones on, were the, the original ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thirty-eight uh, no. plus shipping. So it's I, like about 45, 50 bucks. Yeah, I, I have an economics degree. I get the thing, but what doesn't hit the supply and demand curve is the pissing is the goodwill. Like, and the goodwill moves the supply and demand curve in your favor in the longer term. So, like, I mean, Mitch and I actually had this out two weeks ago, and you know, I'm part of the problem. I know that. I know. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're gonna see a once again, our global economy is not the strongest right now. People don't have the money to spend on um, these luxury items, which let's face it, all selling luxury items mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, some of them are actually needed. You could you could keep um, the the door open with a with a with a roadblock. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With his arm, you can wedge his arm under the door, <laughs> and then it wouldn't go anywhere. Um, it'd be a door block. You could, oh, Jesus, you could call it. Yeah, um, but I mean, what I will say is the adapt the adapting adaptation that Mitch can do on the drop of a dime. So, take a lemon. I mean, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, someone's given him lemons, and he's he's made lemon cake or whatever they say. So. Lemon. <laughs> so um look at the Savio Vega a backlash last year debuted Mitch put up a prayer yeah. for Savio Vega um I don't know why he didn't put a Carly up at the weekend but that's his problem um he had the men of the mission fall off a card what did he do he put them in a bag similar to what you used to get at the comic cons and, and the toy fairs back of the day uh, or the mail away bag um so I, I think it's 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 good that he's doing he's adapting that quickly the stuff uh how about you adapt to not charge an 80 a figure but that's just me <laughs> what i've done before i went on air and he was he's so delighted with himself he's like you know i did this uh, but you run out with tricks eventually like <laughs> um i think that, that that might be the best way to say it. i don't i don't want to put down another company um uh, who's trying to just survive in the industry but and Mitch is lovely as well, just to clarify, he's the soul of the earth. I'm never gonna say I wouldn't that. go that I wouldn't go that far, but um <laughs> eventually you do run out of tricks and not uh, the tricks don't run don't work every fucking time, right? Mm. Um but it once again it's his company. If he wants to do it that way, he runs it that way. Um the cards fell off i believe was the issue mm-hmm. so he's trying to adapt okay. good for him he I'm, I'm sure he was invested into it and he's just trying to find his money way to get his money back um i believe he said he was gonna start doing resealable packaging um thank you for adapting to my system uh Cindy's tell Mitch has decided that he <laughs> exactly. I was I he, he, the, the Bendies have that. Mattel has copied it, and now this is where we are. I hope he uh, starts using gold paint too. But um... <laughs> Mike, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up with the sass in this group, and mm. you guys are using <laughs> your Marcy Python humor on me, and I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> I know Mitch. Mitch, Mitch, I, 
earlier and said, oh, well, you know, unfortunately, I can't make the men on a mission uh, uh, available in the UK. And I was like, fucking brilliant, because I'm not from the UK, Mitch. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Don't do the voice. Um, <laughs> so that's all about something uh, very positive, um, positive in the sense of, of figures that are, that are arriving figures that have arrived um, and also figures that were revealed on a leaflet. Um, Zombie Sailor obviously had his, his shipment on sea for, for a good while. Um, yeah. and, and the figures have arrived and I mean, from what we've seen, they look, I have them in class. hand. They're fantastic. Yeah. They look I, think, I think, I think the booze of Brody might be figure of the year. In my opinion. And, to, to take it on, I'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything from the scars, the soft goods, chain. It's one of the the chain. Incredible. It's one of the greatest, one of the greatest figures I've ever held in my hand. Yeah. Um, from any independent company, and that's including Super Seven. If you want to consider them an independent company, I know they like to, they like to consider themselves an independent company these days. But yeah, yeah they're they're bad. a bit bigger than that, aren't they? <laughs> they're, they're a little bit bigger than that. Um, <laughs> they don't yeah, it sometimes, but they are. Um, you know, Zombie is one of those guys that every time he releases something, and I'm friends with Zombie. I'm not. Um. You know, full disclosure, I'm friendly with him. I text him all the time. Um, not all the time, but good amount. <laughs> um, if this was MySpace, he wouldn't be in my top eight, but we'd be friends. Um, <laughs> It'd be that guy with the thumbs up. <laughs> what was his name? The... Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, but he... So we're friendly. But every time he releases a figure, I get so upset. So fucking upset because I look at it and I go, this is so fucking good. I need to step up my game. Yeah, and, and it's it's not even like really a competition. It's just like he 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 makes me want to do better of myself. And I think I hope I do the same for him every time I release something because I know he gets it. He looks at it and goes, "Fuck, I need to step up my game." And honestly, I hope that's the case for everyone in this industry um, who ships products out. Um, that's a nice little dig on. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, here, I'm, I'm here to pick him up. You're fine. I spent an awful long time looking at bits of arms and elbows with Luke Shadbolt. My fucking God. In fact, but they'll come out right. Um, yeah. yeah, that's exactly. And if you look at the, the leaflet and, and you look at someone who knows how to, knows their audience. Um, yeah. Zombie knows is nailed. I think all the people on there. Um, you've got obviously the Macho, which we, we saw recently. Uh, the Ric Flair, my god, I think Luke, uh, yeah. Luke from Epic sent us a, a gif of, of um, a water cannon going off. It was that excited. It's yeah. honestly just like you talk yeah. about Broza for figure of the year when that comes out in, in four years, that's gonna be um, that's gonna be up there. But you know what, you know what. Everyone should just be looking at what everyone does and don't don't look at it as competition, but look at it as something that you know what that inspires me to do better. Yeah. And then focus. And that only helps the customers because now they're getting A class product. Because when everyone starts producing B and C level product, everyone's gonna also look at it and go, Fuck, I could just do B and C and get yeah. by. 
And and the likes of what happened with uh, Rush knocks fans away from the whole thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so as you look at the, the leaflets, so I'll go through the for the names: Macho Man from from Mania Seven, yep. um, Ric Flair from WrestleMania Eight, um, yep. Andre the Giant back Blackstrap, which um, is, is is in stock, or that might be the, the variant. Um, uh, if you continue talking, I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one one man gang, which is also in stock. Uh, Slick is in Series Three, Power and yep. Glory, which look just ridiculously sexy for something that does not deserve to be that sexy because they're all quite bland attires to start with but my god it works uh jack tunney who's in series three tony norris uh, also known as uh, ahmed johnson um smart mark sterling who if you look at people that maybe don't fit into that list completely he he might be on there being a, a current day wrestling manager but he has a podcast about wrestling figures i guess it makes complete sense chris candido uh, are they, is that the blue strap Andre you're showing us there? Blue strap Andre. This is the Bruiser Brody. I lost the changes right now as I picked them up. I have no idea where it fell. Uh, it's you're now done. in the black hole of boxes that was supposed to go out. You'll today, find you'll, you'll find him. You'll find him <laughs> next to him next to a Mountie shock stick. I imagine. From... <laughs> now I know exactly where my Mountie shock stick is. <laughs> I always know where my Mountie shock stick is. Uh... <laughs> You perv. Um, <laughs> uh, Todd Pettengill. I, uh, once again, I'm an asshole, guys. I'm not a good guy. <laughs> You're not a good guy. Um, Todd Pettengill, who uh, he showed the picture of next to King Kong Bundy earlier today. Yep. Um, he, he teased that it was New York Comic Con exclusive. Um, I'm praying that it is because that means it's in stock. Uh, Johnny Gargano, who the pre order for that was up in January or December. Uh, just gone, so that should be due in the next couple of months. And Bastion Booger, who is currently in stock, but waiting to ship out Series 2 to then yep. ship out the Bastion Booger. Yes. If you look at what he's doing, so we we got six figures in hand right away mm-hmm. about... No, nah, I mean, you know what I mean. All yeah, at yeah. once. Right now, uh, yeah. The Bastion Booger is shipping out soon. He has a few more others. I, I think that's like, what, 10 figures? He's over-doubled if... what he's put out already. He put out eight figures <clears throat> to this point before Series 2. Yeah. If he was to do this one at a time, it would have been one a month, mm-hmm. almost. Right? He right. was doing it all at once, and he's shipping them all at once. And I'm sure he's doing that for multiple reasons. I don't know. I don't know his business behind it. I mentioned the other week that the main reason I believe is because it's not going to be 20 boxes. It's going to be 200 boxes, potentially. Um, If you look at how many figures you get per box, if they're packed well, which as we've seen, you'd hope that they would be packed well because they're they're not toys, they're adult collectibles and they're not cheap. Um, So they're going to have over 200 boxes. How many storage container units could that be? A full one, if not two? So it's not going to be a case of 5,000 dollars it's going to be saving him 10 15,000 in total to ship them all at once if not more so it makes complete sense that he's he's, he's doing that he's having that weight albeit he's getting a bit of slack um a few months ago people saying where are they but you notice that he doesn't say anything because he knows that when these figures arrive they're going to speak for themselves and people are going to go fuck these figures are yep. You know what I mean? I think we said it the other week exactly pretty much word for word that and, and, and here we are, this exact situation where the figures have arrived and everyone's blown away by them. Yes. Yep. 
Oh, I just saw the Brody in your hand. I'll probably get mine in about a week's time. I got my shipping notification. That is just fucking sex. Sorry, now listeners, but it's absolutely smash. My God. It looks very biblical, doesn't it? It does. No, it can go in my crib as well. (laughs) (laughs) And that that works. And I didn't think it would. For context listeners, that's uh, Mike holding up uh, Blue Strap Andre. And it does work. I thought it was too realistic for Hasbro. This is the argument me and Matt had when he was on. Um, But I mean, you you used two words that I think we banned from the show a while back. But I'm going to use them here. Hasbro shine. You look yeah. at that, look at that, Andre. Yeah, no, it's so good. It's so good. It's got, got the chops. Hasbro shine. That's that's a term. That is a term that um, <laughs> Mitch, and, Mitch and Sal use once to describe their figures, and uh, they went they went very shiny. Um, quite a map. Well, they're using they're using gloss paint on top mm-hmm. of the existing stuff, so it's. Adding shine to it, so it's not really a natural. I mean, I don't natural shine. I don't like yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I got your point. It's not a, not a natural <laughs> shine on the figure. It's a, a forced shine, I guess you'd call it. Um, yeah. Any any fans of uh, of the Stephen King book would know that you could not force it. It's just natural. <laughs> I'm gonna be on the show every week. <laughs> I can day drink and be fine. Day and... Drink, talk about Stephen King, can... <laughs> and talk about pussy pigs. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just rename the show Pussy Pigs with with, with oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I actually I went out <laughs> I went out after Toy Fair with a friend from Super Seven. And uh we get our drinks and she goes, I have a gift for you. She says it in such a seductive way. I go, Oh, what is it? Just pulls out pussy pigs out of her purse and I'm just like, oh baby. You know my love life. It's like a little drug deal, isn't it? Just getting your little, getting your little Percy pigs out there. Um, do you get Percy pigs in London, Dan? Uh, no, we just molest animals. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> when, when in Rome, I guess. Um, yeah. So we saw we saw the the leaflet. Legion of Doom are also on there with their with their shoulder pads, um, yeah. which what? once again look amazing. Yeah. No, it all works. Look, he delivers. It's Everything else is that issue here, and everything else I can, I can take fault with. But on figure delivery day, will you be very delighted with your figures? Sabu is still probably one of my favorite figures I own. Um, yes, you will. You will. He does deliver. I mean, um, and you, you know, he, he drives me nuts because of outside US distribution, etc., etc., etc. But you know, he's delivered. Wait, can you helicopter the hand of Bruiser? Yeah, so you could move this 360. That's crazy, isn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and and it goes 180. Um, f- figure photography-wise. I guess you know, it's I vertical? As, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, mostly not similar to the Doink uh, retro we got recently. No. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely not Mr. T. Um, sort of style, but um, yeah, figure photography they look great. I think Raven is going, is going to be up there. Um, the, the Raven figure is incredible in hand, he moves, um, you know, he can lay down and do that Raven pose. Uh, the leather jacket is 
insane. And the fact that he got the license um, to use the shirt is also incredible. I'm also trying to find that chain because it's going to drive me insane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here's the Raven. Um, I got... So you can move, I think. Yeah, you can remove this, like, the, the, the hoodie type thing that he has. This is like a shirt. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the tattoo details underneath the jacket. I mean, everything about this is insane. Oh, I mean, I, I said it the other because I think he took a picture um, and it didn't, the figure looked different in the picture he took compared to what you had before. But the one that you have there and the ones that I've seen recently look more like the one that you showed a few months ago where the head just looks incredibly detailed. The hair reminds me of the Toy Biz Raven. Um, he sat down there, which you can put him in the retro ring. It's yeah. um, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, it's very detailed. I, to me, this is what I think the Hasbro's would look like if technology and advancement continued. You've been talking to Cardona too long. That's what it is. <laughs> I, I no, I, I if you look at the Hasbro well first of all, Zombie has the actual artist Von Rudak. Do the, do the uh, drawing, yeah. Do the drawing, so it's like okay. But and he has a really good sculptor. <laughs> and yeah. he has a really good sculptor, and he's doing them by hand, which is another reason why it's taking more time because obviously you got a 3D drawing on a computer, you just email it over. For this to be done, it's a lot more steps that go in it, plus you're relying on mail. And if that package gets lost, which often happens when you're mailing stuff from here to China or, or vice versa, uh, you, you're fucked. Yeah. So, so, so you're telling me that all companies don't get Hasbro and 3D print that Hasbro and then use that as a mold for a, a future figure like certain companies do? Is that not? Well, everyone does. That's crazy. No comment. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I was in the detail on that. I think everyone, as you mentioned before, everyone's stepping their game up. Um, not everyone. Yeah. Sorry, but a lot of them are stepping their game up. Not one of them anymore. What did you say? You wait until I get my Calpol men on a mission before you make fun of them anymore. Only <laughs> um, this episode will be out after. Um, after Mitch has released the, uh, the Comic Con excuses for you, so you're safe, you're fine. Talk show you want. Um, <laughs> so, Mike, we, we mentioned before uh, the show, we'd obviously we do a, um, a little thing here with any guests that come on um, to induct three matches uh, personally to you that you'd like to put into the uh, into the Hall of Fame. So it'd be if WWE had a Hall of Fame for matches. So if they phoned you up and they said, "So Canic, we, we love the Bendies, we love you." We want you to induct three matches into the Hall of Fame. Oh, for anyone to say that they love me is ridiculous because I'm an asshole. But you're a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> um, I would go three matches. I'm gonna go with three matches that are probably have rent free in my mind at all times. Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels ladder match WrestleMania 10. I watched that yesterday. Uh, 
I, I probably will watch it once a month. <laughs> it's a fucking great. When I pack orders, I like putting things that I've seen over and over again. Um, yeah. Just because I know I don't have to, I'm not going to be zoned in. Yeah, it's yeah. nice background information. Um, that's one thing that I put on at all times. Uh, when I was in the third grade, I went to school as uh, Shawn Michaels for Halloween. Uh, my mom had. Um, oh, next to anybody who owned a sewing company, um, make me this like really nice Shawn Michaels outfit uh, with the zebra print and the hearts, um, earrings like, all over. Uh, I I had like a fake earring thing. My mom like drew a heart on my face. I don't know why because Shawn Michaels didn't do it, but she thought it went well. And um, I had like the the Shawn Michaels hat and sunglasses and gloves and then the the brown icy foam title. Um, that's amazing. I'm pretty sure my mom paid someone who worked at, uh, I guess it was called, it was called the Continental Airlines at the time, which is now MetLife, um, who was working one of the shows to get me all this stuff. And I'm pretty sure she stole everything. <laughs> and my mom probably paid her like 10 bucks for everything. Ah, there's two, two but, thieves we've had on in a row then. It's, I'm from New Jersey. Come on. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see the Spanos? That's real life. Is that uh, is that um is that is that Shawn Michaels or is that was that just blonde haired Marty variant that you went as? Which one? Uh, I mean, I have stories of me and Marty at the bar, but <laughs> that's that's a whole other podcast. And he was never seen again. Uh, um, the next one would be Stone Cold versus Owen Hart, SummerSlam '97, and the reason why. The whole match is fucking fantastic until the end. But I was there live because my mom knew someone who worked at the arena who I think was the one who provided me the free shit. <laughs> the stolen goods. Um, she provided us uh, free tickets. So I saw that live. And um, I, I, long story short, I bull rushed. Uh, to the front. So I was, I'm actually in the front, even though my tickets with um nosebleeds i'm in the front and i see the pile driver happen to stone cold where he breaks his neck and i thought that's it stone cold is done for it and somehow he you know does that maneuver he does to win the match and i thought it was the greatest thing in the fucking world it was the happiest moment of my life because my guy stone cold won you look back at that shit that's just painful to watch yeah, yeah, and it, it, but the whole match is great except for that last That's bit. Good. Um, I saw a um like a slow motion video the other day of of Paul Orndorff doing a pile driver, and it was like it got the perfect angle like between his legs, and you see this literally millimeters from like yeah. you have to get it perfect. Um, yeah, it's crazy how how dangerous that that could yeah. be, but um obviously that's one of the one of the biggest moments of Stone Cold's career. They say that if that well, if you didn't have that moment, potentially he might not have gone on to define the Attitude Era and 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 wrestling yeah. as we know it. Which is crazy. Uh, think, right? Yeah, I mean, I just remember being there as a kid, and it was just like insane. I also part of the long story that I won't go into detail because it's a, it's a long story. I ended up backstage before the show. And I got to see Stone Cold and Owen Hart go through their match. And I was just like, 
oh shit this is like my first like entry to this is how the business is <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 um, you, did your mum's friend steal anything from him or <laughs> to no, go his wallet on the way through <laughs> my, my um i haven't uh, had a brother who i uh, have a brother still alive uh who has a heart condition and uh doing like one of the this was like one of their first fan access type things um they called it a SummerSlam barbecue party out some bullshit like that we got to meet greet like the last oh, okay. and everything but it was a really hot day um and my brother fainted in the parking lot and they quickly rushed him backstage to you know make sure that he's okay and everything hook him up to some oxygen and um the area that they brought him to was where all the wrestlers change and everything it was basically the locker room and I got to see British Bulldog, Mick Foley, uh, Owen Hart, Triple H, um, Stone Cold, everyone. And I'm just there having a time of my life with my oldest brother, Chris, who Chris is uh, the owner of a company called Smart Cups. Um, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay's Food Stars Season 1 winner. Uh, shout out to him. He'll be on the Patreon tomorrow with Joe Shoes. But so yeah, Chris and I, big wrestling fans, and we're just nerding out while our other brother's dying. Uh, that day, we said Joey took one for the team because Chris and I had a time of our lives. It's, it's crazy <laughs> when you think like back then, you'd be in seven years old, looking, being in awe of British Bulldog, and now fast forward twenty odd years later, and you made a figure of him. I, I have a figure of him. His uh. His son and his daughter were very happy with the figure, and um, that's the cool thing. It's like I get to work with my heroes, and then if they're not around, hearing what the kids say. Mm-hmm. So Brian Pillman, yeah, uh, I mean his Brian Pillman Jr. just like one of the nicest guys, and he was just so happy about everything. And then there's there's guys in the wrestling business who get a figure for the first time, like Nick Gage yeah. and so appreciative of everything. Um, I'm sure he enjoyed the royalty check too, but, <laughs> uh, but I think the figure meant a lot to him and yeah. just hearing his happiness and his praise for what we did. Um, that's the rewarding part of the, what we do because i can tell you i can go back to a nine to five job i'll probably be making double what i'm making yeah. <laughs> doing this. and i'll have a 401k and i have health insurance and dental and i wouldn't have anything to worry about but this is i'm i'm gonna tell you i'm a lot happier doing this that's what it's all about, uh, it's all about. yeah nick gage uh, the opposite of the character like a total sweetheart <laughs> so so <laughs> yeah. like i I I really didn't know what to expect when I met him, and he was just like, you know, he cursed a lot and everything, which is fine with me because I'm a fucking sailor as well. But he's like, yo, man, I just want you to know, I fucking I appreciate everything you've done for me, and what the fucking honor you made a figure of me. Do the voice? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was like, thanks, man. I. I, I really like you. You know, I used to please, please don't kill go me. to all your shows. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I used to go to all your shows at, at Mitchell Park. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> stay on topic because I can go off very easily. Uh, the last match, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, WrestleMania 18. And this is a match that you can literally watch on mute and still yep. be fucking entertained. It is Hulk Hogan. I know he's had some backlash. I understand. But he's still fucking Hulk Hogan. He bought the industry to where it is now. Um, I don't think wrestling would be where it is right now if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And no, I no, think, no, no. I think the, the Rock has... Hulk Hogan brought wrestling here. The Rock brought it here. Yeah. Right? Fucking tequila company, clothing company, uh, XFL... Yeah. Movie studio, marketing marketing agency. Uh he does it fucking all. Um uh, literally one of my fucking heroes. I always said Jason David Frank is my first hero. Dan Lee, Steve Jobs, the fucking rock. Uh <laughs> I don't know if those are great idols, but those are my fucking idols, so deal with it. Uh, <laughs> um It's it's great because like I was trying to explain to the to the wife now, so I'm like you know him as Dwayne Johnson, the actor Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Like, but in my head, for some reason, I just can't differentiate that that is the same person as The Rock from my childhood. Like, right. it's 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 crazy when you watch him now and you think this is the guy that I cheered for Rumble two thousand. This is the guy that like yeah yeah that I used to watch in like ninety eight after um, win the title and then and then turn and then just ever it's it, school. I was thirteen. And it was when he was he really he'd come out of his shell. He yeah. was the rock. And then he was he was baby face and then he went heel and it, and it went up. I was so stop. But, <laughs> but I mean, like I, it's just it's just yeah, crazy because yeah. my, my head just can't put them that it's the same. Like John Cena's look relatively the same. He's the older version of he was now, but in 20 yeah. years or whatever it is, it's, it still looks like John Cena. Whereas the rock's gone from he's basically doubled in size, he's massive. Um yeah, so my head just can't picture that that's the same person in my head. It's just Dwayne Johnson, the actor, the rock, the wrestler. I've had coworkers, you know, when I had a nine to five job, they would like joke with me because I like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wrestling has for some reason this weird stigma with people. Um, but um you know, I I would I remember I came into the office one day. Because in New York at the time where I worked, there was a Target, Kmart, and Toys R Us and GameStop. So on my lunches, I would go to each one and fake hunt to see what they had. And then I would walk back and get like a quick slice of pizza and eat it into the office. Um one day the the Kmart had uh the the wrestling buddies that uh was it Jax that made them that they had the rock with the actual 3D nose and everything. It was like an AJ AJ Styles was in the series and the rock. Rolling buddies. Oh the um, yeah. No, the I don't think AJ Styles had a balling buddy. But they had no, the... the the full size. They were full yeah. size. They were squished into like a weird rectangle box. Um, and they had these, and 
I quickly bought three because I was like, I'm going to open one, keep one in the box, and I'm going to give one to my nephew. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I bought them, and she's like, I, I, get, I get to the office, I bring them in. My coworker's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's the lock. He's like, why is it in wrestling packaging? <laughs> I go, well, the lock is a wrestler. She's like, since when? And I'm like, let me tell you about Rocky Maivia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know the, the die Rocky die days. She, she wasn't down with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh. I mean, I, I remember being 12, watching The Mummy 2 in the cinema. Because uh, I think yeah. it was around my birthday and seeing The Rock come out as a scorpion and going, this is, they could not top this. This is the best CGI you're ever going to get. <laughs> you watch it back now, you're like, the fuck? Dog shit. It's dog shit. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah I remember that because that was like around the time where he faced Brock Lesnar, wasn't it? Um, when they, when they started, yeah, that. so that was when I really started getting into well, 2002, I think, in my opinion, is probably one of the best years for pay per views. I think 2000s, maybe number one, and then 2002, there's just banger after banger, Summer Slam, Survivor Series, etc. And The yeah. Rock was a pivotal part of that, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, side note of I guess the whole relationship with Matt Cardona. Uh, I went to the Survivor Series where people started chanting out Zack Ryder um when the rock was out and finally the rock. Yeah. Yeah. So I was there. Um I got a ticket on my way also for public intoxication because I was drinking with an open canister. Apparently that's illegal in New York. I had no idea at the time. Um <laughs> it's a fifty dollar fine too. Um but uh, they, he, he came out and I started a chant, uh, Tooth Fairy. And all of a sudden, the whole of Madison Square Garden just starts chanting Tooth Fairy. If you rewatch it, they, they, they cancel out the sound. Yeah. You see the locks like, laughing in the ring. Yeah. And that's the reason why. is because everyone's chanting out Tooth Fairy because he had, he had that movie, The Tooth Fairy. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Like, like, I yeah. They, they, um, I think they did a two fairy two, didn't they? Of like Larry the cable it, guy, I want to say. I would probably. He's he's uh very close to the rock. It's much, much less fetched now to say that the rock could be president of the United States of America than to say in the early 80s Ronald Reagan could have been, or to say in the 2010s that Donald Trump could have been. It's much less far fetched. I mean he is in Young Rock. I, he is in the Young Rock, which also, by the way, my brother owns the Young Rock wrestling ring because Chavo Guerrero is his next door neighbor, technically. And yeah. Chavo Guerrero is uh, the stunt coordinator, well, well, was stunt coordinator for the Young Rock. And um, Chavo needed a place to store the ring. So my brother said, oh, just put it in my factory. I have a, a spare room that you can put the ring in. So the Young Rocks ring is in my brother's facility. So every time I'm over there, that's my office. I sit in the ring and I'll change the turnbuckles to be whatever. I, I always go with like the, the Monday Night Raw uh, turnbuckles, which are dog shit, by the way. And I would just put them on and... They look nothing like the accurate stuff, but I put it on and uh, I sit there and I do my work for Bendy. So I actually make figures while in a wrestling ring that right. don't 
Locke was the probably door. in. And and actually, I know for a fact, uh, Chavo trained Zac Efron for the Iron Claw movie in that wrestling ring uh, multiple times because he used to come to very secretive to my brother's facility and my brother would snap photos and send it to me <laughs> he does loads of because uh, chavo did the, the the work on glow as well didn't he so that's also the glow ring the yeah. glow ring became the young rock ring because um chavo i, th- I think netflix paid for the ring and chavo just took it mm-hmm. um, as you as you would <laughs> <laughs> I don't, i don't know the full details on it but it's both really the same stuff, and uh, my brother has all the aprons and the turnbuckles for, uh, I believe, Glow and all of the Young Rock stuff. So every time they changed it, it went into a bin labeled, and um, yeah, it's all tucked underneath the ring. So that ring is like the curse. You can't get past Series 3 when that ring's about, can you? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I made a good <laughs> point. there. But you've uh, you've certainly got past series three with the major bendies and and, and keep them coming. We did over over seventy figures. Now just on major bendies, uh, we have all twenty twenty four planned out. We got big rubber guys all planned out. Andre and Macho coming out uh, available to order Friday. Uh, I'm gonna try to set it so that it goes live um, midnight. Eastern time. Um, and yeah, so when you got you got that honestly for the UK, you got WrestleMega Store UK, who still, I believe, yep. have the series three pre-orders up of um Ric Flair, Marty, and yep. forgive me for forgetting the third person in that series. It's Ric Flair, Sergeant Slaughter, Sergeant Marty Gennetti. We talked about that. Yeah. Demolition. <laughs> um, yep. And um series one is sold out uh completely. I don't know if anyone has anywhere left. The rest of the Mega Store UK uh, do. I checked it out earlier. Okay. Um, I think there's still got a few. So if you are in the UK, so you can, you can be like, let me just double check my uh, my facts on that one because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't have to lie and say that it's sold out over overnight. But um, yeah, I'm guessing also what they do is they have the the pre order and and they probably um keep that going as well. So they must have a few a couple more and, in stock. And then I have a site called canixmerch.com. K A N I K S merch and E R C H. It's in the um, short Yes, yeah, so I do. I'm partnering up with wrestlers. Uh, I built a relationship where a lot of people in the wrestling community, like the actual wrestlers and the merchandisers, know who I am because of everything I do. I'm a reliable person. Um, and um, I'm an asshole, though. But <laughs> Lovely I'm guy. reliable. Nice guy. <laughs> Um, I'm reliable, and uh, so I just started, you know, partnering up with these guys and providing them merchandise. Um, that way they can, you know, make some more money on their end, um, provide a good product to the consumers. Everyone's happy. Um, I'm just doing stuff that I want to do, that I that I want to see in being made. Like and it's like I, I think I think some of the stuff that you've done, as I mentioned earlier about Innovative, but like Steph Delander's got DSL by SDL lipstick, which yeah, yeah I imagine you did you have a part in that? Uh not the, in name, the beginning, obviously. and then <laughs> I, I in the beginning, and then she didn't like the lipstick that I was able to provide her, and she went on she went somewhere else. But 
Um, you got the idea. <laughs> no, it was her idea. Everything was her credit. Oh, um, <laughs> but I, you know, I do these. I do holographic autographed uh, trading cards. Uh, for example, Brian, I do the holographic because as a kid, the greatest feeling when you open up a pack was finding a holographic card, right? So I always like doing the holographic stuff. That's why if you buy uh, a Major Bendy's mystery package, right? You get an extra card and it's a holographic Matt and Brian. I just, I like holographics. I'm sorry, guys. I like shiny shit. Um, Charizard and then, used to be my white whale to try and get in Pokemon. You know, show me your Charizard uh, card. Uh, there you go. Is it signed? Did you get it signed by Charizard? I got it signed by um, Ash. I'm yeah, sorry. Ash, before yeah. he gave away Charizard, let him before, free. Before Professor, for me. before Professor Oak started dating his mum. Yeah. yeah, he come and signed it for you. Yeah, that's fucking gross, but it did happen, right? <laughs> it did happen. It must have happened. <laughs> Here you go, Ash. Go and play with these animals for five months. I'll be here with your mum. Perception is reality, once again. Uh, <laughs> um... But no. yeah, so mechanics, which I'm doing, I'm doing what I want to do. Um, so I'm a fan of like the, the mesh shorts that Chalkline did. I was inspired by them. It to me, it just didn't look as accurate for the gear. So if I if I make figures of these guys and I know their gear, because TT is the one who's making the gear, I can just literally copy pose it onto shorts so it looks accurate. Uh, that's what we're doing. Um, doing socks because I, I i like weird socks I would um, do posters because no one does posters i i don't have a feet fetish i know that's what you're going with no no i wasn't uh, going i was gonna say I, I saw um i saw something where like it was on dragon's den which is our version of yeah, I know, dragon's den. Yeah, yeah. yeah um where some guy had like the top half of the sock was like business professional sock and the bottom half yeah. was like a character-based one. But obviously because you're wearing shoes at work, no one could see all they see is the top professional half um and the bottom half. And I always that thought is... that was a really, really good idea. I always to me yeah. that was that after before or after you murdered a hooker, like what the fuck? <laughs> 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 that I mean I understand the concept, but to me, it's like no one gives a fuck what your socks look like at a, at a business, and that's where you can get away with shit like that. So why not have the goofy socks? And that's how I I I I buy a lot of goofy socks for that reason. Now it's I work from home and I wear shorts all day and wrestling t-shirts all day, and uh, yeah, just, I look like a homeless man ninety five percent of the time, but. So I just do all these weird things and, um, you know, looking to evolve the site. I'm going to start doing more collabs with wrestlers. I'm going to maybe even do some major Bendy's exclusives. So sign up for the site. Look, check it out. Um, we have buy my socks and shorts on right now and autograph cards. Um, and that's kind of coming down the site very soon. And also, I think you got, I saw the earlier today that you had, um, Major pod cards, autographed ones. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, so we um we're doing autograph cards. Uh, I don't know who I can show you right now. I think you had like is it, 20, is it a pack of twenty three or there was some, some the number twenty three was in there somewhere because I assumed it was a a Michael Jordan reference. No, it's actually um twenty one cards. Uh, that you can get all autographed on the card. Uh, there's five cards in a pack 
Uh, but down to uh, that's why I kept on checking my phone because I kept on getting all these alerts. Um, but but it has to be down to thirty packs on the website right now. There was uh, I think two hundred and forty packs that were made. Um, so I don't know if there'll be some left by this time. We hope not. Episode <laughs> goes up, but I hope not. I'm gonna pack everything and hopefully find that chain that's really bothering my OCD right now. CC. Killing me. Matt Cardona wine that came from left field. That has nothing to do with me. That was Stephen Amell, Cody Rhodes, and Knocking Points wine. All I can tell you is I have drank two bottles of it, and it gave me a headache. Like the real Matt Cardona. <laughs> um, well, let's end it there before Matt Cardona starts having to go at us. <laughs> Michael, obviously, thank you for uh, for your time. We really appreciate it. Um, obviously, you. you can support your, uh, your website you mentioned earlier. Is it canicmerch.com, did you say? Canicsmerch.com, majorpodmerch.com for bendies and big rubber guys. Um, and hopefully, if you're in the UK, you can find it. Wrestling uh, Store UK or uh, Wrestling Trader have the sale on I mentioned earlier. Yes, go and get your stuff, Mike. You're a good guy. We've had great fun. You're great to talk to. From what you tell us, you've got good people around you. Maybe if you are an asshole, you're an asshole. But the people who who build you up are the people you want to keep around you. So very decent, very decent. Hopefully, have you back. Thank so. you. Um, I appreciate your, it. Thank your you. friends are nice. That's what he means. Not you, just your friends. Just my friends. <laughs> appreciate your time mike we'll see you soon thank you